0: it is Wednesday April 29th time for a new edition of the come on now MMA podcast I um, want to start off talking uh, a little bit about journalism today um, so a variety ran a story about the headline was as new as newsrooms shed jobs journalists wonder who will keep the powers that be honest and this is something that we don't normally see a lot of in in MMA. And by that I mean um, people naming names, uh, criticizing the promotions for their missteps, uh, and just just keeping an eye on how the business of MMA goes on on a day-to-day basis. Um, And there's a reason for that. Um, The reason is it's a thankless job Um, some fans don't care, others kind of care, and then there's a smaller group, and I I believe this to be the smallest group, that are very interested in everything that goes on in MMA, and those people want to know the ins and outs. Some people just want to see the fights, and okay, that's entertainment, but some people really want to know everything, and very few people cover the for lack of a better term uglier side of the sport Um, not only because it's thankless but also because it limits you in um, the the kind of information you can get Um, it limits you as far as maybe getting credentials from the UFC it limits you from maybe talking to certain fighters and certain managers and, and anyone within promotions. And, and mostly this, I, I would say mostly this is on the UFC side of things because one, they're the biggest. And two, I think they are the, uh, they're, they're the promotion that is more than happy to cut off, uh, the flow of information and cut off, um, working with the journalists who they see as uh, n- printing negative stories about them or criticizing them um, in ways that they don't feel they should be criticized. So it's, 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 it's not a no-win situation because I think that's essential work. And I think folks like, like Luke Thomas and Ben Foulkes and Stephen Morocco I think they do a fantastic job in in this, but for uh, for someone new just getting into to MMA, um, I don't know if I'd recommend taking this route because it's going to take it takes a long time to establish yourself. Um, the fans are. UFC blind UFC supporters are very vocal about how they don't give a shit about what you're doing um, so you have to have thick skin very thick skin you have to believe in what you're doing and you have to believe in that you're providing an essential service to um, I don't want to say journalism because that sounds lofty but that you're you're providing an essential service to to the to the sport overall, because I think that is true, um, so, um, so more or less, the mainstream media is, is getting cut off, funds are getting cut, um, readership's down, ad, ad revenue's down, and so, so jobs are getting cut, and the worry here, if I can just borrow from this story, um, Emily Bell, founding director of the, Toe Center for Digital Journalism at Columbia Journalism School said, "What happens if journalism goes away? From studies, we know that corruption increases and local, regional, and national politicians get away with more. It's not a fantasy to say that journal journalism holds power to account." And um, I don't. And and this is like I said, it's always a worry in the MMA world. You have a very small group of people holding the promotions and the powers that be to account, naming names, pointing out what, what is wrong, what they're doing wrong, um, offering solutions to how things could be done better. But it's a very small, small group, and I, I hope it doesn't get any smaller, but if, if cuts do come to um, MMA journalism, I could see that this is one thing that will get cut um someone like like Ben folks um, it, it, he he writes about pretty much everything so he's he's gonna be safe Luke Thomas will be safe because he's um, self uh he he's he's on to his own thing there so he's pretty much with the exception of I think the Showtime stuff um, he's self-employed more or less so he can continue on which is a great thing um steven morocco is someone who i think does a fantastic job at MMA fighting so i think he'll be safe um someone like me if if cuts happen and i and i lose my position because i'm i'm a freelancer um i will i i going to believe, and I will say that I plan on, I will always plan on doing what I'm doing. Um, it'll be, if I if I lose my jobs, my freelancing gigs, it'll probably be reduced. But I'll, I don't think I'll stop. Um, just because, I mean, do I do, I mean, I work for, I, I work, so I, I the money's great. Um, I'm happy that people pay me to write about it. But I really honestly do this because I, I enjoy it, and I enjoy um, digging into these things and looking at these things deeper than most people do, and and I'm not afraid to point out what's wrong with the sport. Um, when I quit MMA Junkie, my decision was made to, to go in this direction, and when I, when I did that, I, I made the decision that if no one picks it up, I'm still going to do it, and I'll just do it on the, on the sub stack um, and pick up freelance gigs when I can. Thankfully, uh, Bloody Elbow reached out, asked me to write columns for them, and I will be forever thankful for them for doing that. I really appreciate it. They've give me um, they never said no to anything that I've thrown their way. Uh, so I'm real thankful for, for Bloody Elbow giving me the opportunity to, to do what I do. But like I said, if I, if for some reason that gig goes away, I'm still going to do this. So, I mean, that's, I, I don't think that I'm um, anywhere near the, those three folks that I named earlier, Ben, Luke, and Steven. But I think I do a, a small part to to hold the powers in the, uh, in the MMA world and especially in the UFC to account and I like I said I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm going to keep doing it no matter what but anyway so yeah so that is a big concern um, when journalism if journalism goes away it, it, the world is going to be an uglier place um, and, and I think one of the reasons the UFC gets away with what it does is because not a lot of people Um, push back on them and that's not that's not by accident that's by design the UFC is designed to to shut those people out oh I'd be remiss too Josh Gross I forgot Josh Gross um, I mean just fantastic been doing this longer than almost everyone and if anyone knows what the UFC can do to uh, push back it is Mr. Gross. So uh, he is stuck with this through thick and thin. And uh, I don't think it's, I don't believe it's because of the money. I think it's because he believes, like I think the other folks believe, that they're doing the right thing. Um, but Josh has probably paid the biggest price out of any anyone that's currently in uh, the MMA journalism world. So can never forget uh, Josh Gross for for what he's done and what he continues to do for for the sport uh, journalism of MMA so yeah um, it's a really risky proposition right now to do to do uh, to criticize the powers that be anywhere Um, it doesn't get a lot of reads so it's just I I don't know if it'll disappear I hope it doesn't Um, but MMA really needs these folks to, to keep doing what they're doing. But I just thought I would offer an opinion on that to start off today. Um, the headline which caught my eye after uh, I saw Robert Joyner um, tweeted it out earlier. Um, I think just to tack on there, I think the guys at Bloody Elbow do a good job of, of pointing these things out too. Um, you got John Nash doing his stuff with uh, the financials. Karim Zidane doing his thing with the overall, um, uh, digging into the, the just the sport in every way possible. So I'm glad to be part of that, to be part of that team. Not everybody's bag, not everybody's cup of tea, but I think uh, I think Bloody Elbow does a does a good job along with the, with, the, with the other folks I named, so we'll leave it at that for now. If you get the chance, uh, head over to MMA Fighting and read the story on Duda Santana and how she's uh, had to rely on donations from uh, other UFC fighters um, during the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it was uh, originally taken from a Combate piece, but there's a lot to unpack in there, um, and so what it says here is uh, she was she was running out of food at home since her entire family wasn't able to work due to the due to the coronavirus pandemic in Rio. She shares a house with her mother, six siblings, and her four-year-old daughter at the city of God favela, and they had no money to buy groceries. So um, some fighters read read the story and then. Um, helped her and her family out, uh, and it's a terrible situation that she's in, and this is one of the reasons why I want, why I think the UFC should provide a stipend during these times, um, if if a fighter that's in Brazil or in uh, another. A country outside of the u.s. Who can't travel to the u.s. During due to travel restrictions due to fear of Becoming ill while traveling that stipend would go a long way um, It's even a, like like here. It, it's not gonna go it might not go to training It might be needed to you know pay bills Or in this situation You know buy groceries for the family uh, so for you, for Dana White, just to kind of laugh it off and say they're not going to provide stipends, I think that's uh, that's not really something that should be done. I don't think that that should be laughed off, or or just dismissed out of pocket because the UFC is going to continue. Um, not every fighter is going to want to travel during this time. Not every fighter is going to want to compete during this time, and to not support them in some way because of because they're doing what they think is the right and safe thing is 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 wrong-headed um, the UFC sh- should support these folks and uh, like we said like I, f- I think it was Brian Butler manager Brian Butler said that the UFC wasn't gonna uh, hold grudges against fighters who aren't going to compete at this time who, or who don't want to compete because of fears or because of health uh, Um, health issues or just like I said traveling issues Um, they're not going to hold grudges allegedly but okay not holding a grudge and not holding it against a fighter is one thing but not supporting a fighter in need um, during these times is another thing and I don't think these fighters who are, are struggling to just eat and keep a roof over their head should be forced into a fight they they don't they can't prepare for and they're not ready for um, just to just to earn a paycheck. So I mean, how how well can can someone like this like Duda Santana train and prepare for a fight when they can't even afford to to feed their family and themselves? How how is that how is that um, their fault? So. Um, the UFC should really, really reconsider the stipend. Um, look at how everyone on the on the roster is is dealing with this, and if they're in need, pro- provide for them. Um, but just in general, this this should have never reached this this spot. The UFC should have been aware of this. Um, and, and Dana White's bragging that he doesn't. That he's not going to lay any of the uh, UFC employees off. Meanwhile, the people that make the money for the promotion uh, are are struggling just to just to eat, and that shouldn't be. So, if White's telling us this and he's saying that he's going to take care of everyone that's under him, even if they are independent contractors and not employees, then then he should really live up to that. Um, And one way to do that is providing a stipend for these folks Uh, but again, he dismissed that I hope he revisits that as this drags on and that that um, These fighters who can't compete who can't um, earn a living because of all this that the UFC does something to take care of them other than offer them a fight with um, someone like like Santana here, if if she's in Brazil, the I think the the best that she can hope for is f- competing on a fight island card if if and when that opens, and we don't know when that's going to happen, we don't know when travel restrictions are going to be lifted, we don't know when people will even feel safe to compete. Um, that could be for someone. That could be until. Um, there's a vaccine and if that's the case the fighters should they shouldn't be they shouldn't have to to starve and, and make tough decisions on what they're going to do with what little money they have they should be provided for this is not their problem not their fault and if, if Dana White wants to make these claims that he's going to take care of everybody he needs to take care of everybody not just throw out some empty words to to the MMA folks who are friendly to him and uh, will report what he says without question so this is something to keep an eye on um, fighters shouldn't have to rely on donations from other fighters just shouldn't be they should have never reached this point the UFC should have dealt with it and it will, hopefully that will change we shall see on that one the last thing I want to talk about today is seeing a lot of news over the last day or so about fighters being scheduled for or targeted for or um, you know just kind of this fights in the works for May thirteenth or May sixteenth and I just want to point out that it is april twenty ninth so basically you're asking a fighter to compete in more or less two weeks. And one week of that will be spent in Jacksonville at the, at the fight site. So basically you're saying I'm going to give you a one week fight camp under already less than ideal conditions to compete for the UFC. I don't know about you, but that seems ridiculous. It seems asinine. It seems unsafe and unhealthy. Um, but it's what's happening. It tells you that for all the all the words about caring about the fighters' health and safety, those things are mostly empty when you're asking a fighter to compete on during a during a pandemic when they can't train, when they can't cut weight properly when all they can really do is get ready on their own and make it to Jacksonville to compete Um, it's an unfair ask but these fighters they you know they're a different breed so you sure they're if you offer them a fight they're going to accept it one because that's what they do two because they need the money three because there's always the chance that if you refuse this fight you'll have to wait to be offered another fight because the UFC contract is such that all that they have to do is offer you a fight and if you turn it down that's on you and your contract's extended and they fulfilled their end of the deal so that'll count against the you know the three or whatever fights you are that they have to offer in a, in a year so just offering the fight is enough for them it, it might be a two-week notice or less but um, as we're finding out getting these fights on the books and earning that fee from espn at the end of the year is more important to the ufc than fighter health and safety White, white, and the UFC can say otherwise, but I'm not seeing any proof of that. You're asking almost two whole cards to compete on two weeks' notice. And again, one week of that will probably be spent at the at in Jacksonville. Um, that's that's not caring about health and safety. That's just getting twelve or thirteen fights on a card so it can be presented. So it can be offered to ESPN, and the UFC can check, check, check those three fight cards off its deal and move towards getting those 42 events for the year um, so I mean DFC does do some good things for health and safety um, but offering fighters fights on that short of notice under these circumstances I can't say that that's pro fighter health and safety you know, one bit uh, so I think that's all I have for today. Um, yeah, I'll be back again tomorrow. And until then, stay safe.